Father Barney McGuckian, you're a Jesuit. You are living and working in Clongos. You pray every morning in the say Mass in the chapel where Father John Sullivan said Mass and prayed for so long himself. This month, uh, February, is the anniversary of his death. He died in 1933. Tell me about your own understanding of Father John. He was ordained in on the 28th of July 1907 and it's significant for me that exactly seven years to the day after that the First World War began. So he was a priest exactly seven years before that terrible conflagration began. Uh, so that, that, that was the era in which he lived. He was a wonder worker in his life, but that came from his intense prayer and his total, the old world was self-denial. He seemed to say no to himself at all, every conceivable point of his life. He ate very little. He was very, very silent. Um, I once met uh, sister Canisius, an uh, elderly sister of charity, who told me that she was beside him as he died. And she was holding his hand and she said to him, Father Sullivan, you must be in great pain. The will of God, my child, the will of God. He may have been in great pain, but it was a happy death. He was dying. By the way, he wasn't a particularly good teacher. Although he was a very clever man, got gold medals in Latin and Greek, he was supposed to be difficulty dealing with little boys, but even the little boys knew there's something special about this man and they were all, they boasted afterwards for the rest of their lives that he had taught them. Those who knew him felt he was totally dead to this world. His only concern was with Jesus and Mary and the sick and the poor. And although, you know, he was a... He was the a, boys, he loved the Clango students. He did, he, he loved them and he actually, he went to school in Portora, out in Enniskillen. Yes, because he was a Protestant originally, his he father was. was, his mother was Catholic. He was, and uh, I mean, we've got to realise that his foundations were in the Church of Ireland, that's where he learned his love of the scriptures, especially St Paul, apparently had a very good teacher of Greek when he was in Portoro, he introduced him to reading the scriptures in the original Greek. Uh, so he, 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 didn't, he didn't go in for presenting his scholarship, but he was a profoundly learned individual, um, but spoke very, very simply because his only concern was communicating the love of God. He seemed to know also, from what I have read, if somebody was going to get well or not, people would send for him, he would go, but he would have a sense of whether or not there, there was going to be a healing or whether they would pass on. That's right, and he tried to prepare them. But I think one of the main gifts of Father John Solomon, his crucifix is taken around, is that it prepares people for a happy death if it's coming and if they've been cured already. But the more important thing is their eternal salvation. And he was very clear about that himself. He, yes, because even from the way he died, as you began the interview with, that his own death, he was entirely letting go. Oh, he had, he had because he handed over to the Lord completely. And uh, th one of the last photographs of him, he was at a, a man with a very memorable name, Father Harry Potter. The, the last funeral he was at was of Father 
Potter and they see Father Potter's uh, grave is just beside his. So a few months later he died in on February the 19th. And finally you're in Clongos yourself and that's where Father John would have spent most of his life teaching the boys, walking those grounds and cycling to the poor and needy all around. And each year there is a mass there, which is amazing. There'll be th- eights in uh, May each year. There's two big masses of John Solomon. There's the one in Dublin, which is closest to the 19th of February. That's in St Francis Xavier's Gardner Street, where his remains can be visited in Dublin, very easily accessible. But in May, a, the date is the one closest to his birthday. He was born in May, I think, 1861. So there's thousands turn up for that from all over the country to celebrate his birth.